0: Hi there, this is Pastor Ronnie Allen here at Omega Church. I'd like to welcome you to our podcast. If this is your first time listening, we want to say thank you for joining us. We hope this message equips you to follow God's voice. We believe that if you're searching, today your search is over. Thanks for being with us, and enjoy. Thank you, Lord. We take you at your word. Not only just personally, we take it personally. But we also take your word personally, we apply it to our nation. In the name of Jesus, glory to God. I want you to pray with me right now. There is a crisis on our border. You need to thank God you live in a state that doesn't have a coward for a governor. I don't want to go into details that we know. I know people that live down there on the border. (coughs) But sometimes us that maybe 150 miles from the border, maybe that, we're the first big city from our southern border. That means San Antonio is a main thoroughfare for sex trafficking, number one. But not only for that. That means we're a main thoroughfare for any terrorism that's going to come to our nation. You say, well, Pastor Ronnie, don't, you're trying to scare me. No, I'm not trying to scare you. I'm trying to alert you. The Bible says watch and pray. He didn't say just pray. He said watch and pray. Why? So you know what to pray for. Pay attention. We're not hopeless and we're not helpless. But you have to watch. And a crisis has come to our nation. And we've got not that are more interested in selling out our country leading our nation right now they're more concerned about their political stature you can't get into heaven except you go in through the gate and then you're going to be vetted before they'll let you in And you say, well, Pastor Ronnie, you're just making everything political. No, I'm not. I'm trying to tell you the reason why we got sorry leadership is because the church has not done its job. And God is waking us up. Watch and pray. Your life doesn't just center around your four and no more. You say, well, why are you getting passionate about it? Because you don't have time. I don't have time to be nice. This is upon us right now. Are you following me? Now, that doesn't mean that I don't love people and I want to be nice, but it means we, we have to wake up. Listen, when my alarm went off this morning, I did not want to hear it. How many of you ever attached the snooze button? How many of you ever wanted to slam it against the wall? I know some of you want to slam me against the wall right now. I'm your little alarm clock. So we're going to watch and pray. We'll pray that right now that it's not going to go the direction of the wicked. It's going to go to the direction of the righteous. Glory to God. Father, we pray right now over this crisis the conflict that's in the ruling bodies of our nation about what's going on at the border. Now, Father, you know more than any of us the details. So we approach the throne of grace whereby we're putting our faith, we're making a demand on your word today. We take you at your word. And Lord, we thank you right now that the wicked in leadership will be backed into the corner and righteousness will prevail. Father, we pray right now, even for the upcoming primaries and elections in this year, we pray for righteous leadership. Now we pray for everybody in office. If they don't know you, draw them by your spirit and help them to come to the knowledge of the truth. But if they refuse and rebel, we ask you, Lord God, to remove them from office and replace them with righteous leadership. Lord, we give you the praise. We give you the thanksgiving. And I declare, there is not a spirit of fear; there is a spirit of faith that will prevail over this crisis. In the mighty name of Jesus, if you're great, say, a, say Amen like you mean it. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Turn to your neighbor, give him a high five. You may be seated. And tell him we're taking care of business. Thank you, gentlemen, ladies. Glory to God. We're going to dismiss the 180 right now, and 180 is our youth ministry, and they're going to go into their small groups, thank God, because they're having specific teaching and training. Uh, I find that our young people need to be trained just like us older young people do. I I hope you came to be trained to find out information, revelation, knowledge. We're going to talk about that today. Uh, there are insights. The King of Glory is showing up in 2024. Found in Psalms 24. We're not going there, but I just I want to remind you the King of Glory is coming in. And when the King of Glory comes in, to this, to this generation in this year, when he comes in, he's coming with a scepter of righteousness. Are you following me? And anything that's not right is going to be judged and removed. And anything that's right is going to stand in His glory. You go study it out, Psalms 24. We, we invested the majority of this month on that. Today I'm going to start a little new series, and I don't know how long it'll go. How many of you been, how many of you listen to the radio sometime? Okay, wow. Okay, you got to help spread the word. Everybody say spread the word. Spread the word. Listen, I, I want to make sure you hear something. It's the message, not the messenger. Okay, some people prefer not to see me. But I'm gonna. We're on 8:10 a.m. Monday through Friday, 30 minutes at 10 o'clock, 30 minutes at 7 o'clock. We believe that we're going to be progress and taking more programs on that radio station, more time. Got a lot of things to do. All right. I encourage you to do that. But you'll be hearing a lot what we're going to deal with today. And uh, I, I want to—I'm I'm helping you know it needs to be followed up. What we're accustomed to in times past is going to a service, having a message spoken, and leaving there, say, what well, was really good." No, this is the time that God's ingraining it on people's hearts. What you do right here, right now, is going to determine your week. Are you following me? That's why we need to treat it with holy reverence and respect. And, and Paul said, the more you see this day approaching, the more you need to assemble yourselves together. Now, assembling is not just physically. It includes it for sure. But it goes beyond that. You and I have a privilege. I remember back in when, when I was in... High school or our early marriage, uh, uh, I remember there was no radio station, Christian radio station in San Antonio. No Christian music for sure. And the only Christian was from 6 a.m. to noon. 6 a.m. to noon. And it had, it had preachers on there most of the time. Today, you and I can assemble with the Word of God every day. And we need to. We need to. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds forth from the mouth of God. Today's title is Grow and Glow. Everybody say, Grow and and glow. Okay. Go with me to the book of Matt, Mark. Out of the King James Version. While you're turning there, I want to make a statement. I was Zona and I were in Colorado last Sunday. And Matthew, our youngest son, is uh, pastoring a church there. And uh, he was talking about, this is a subject matter, I don't remember the title, but listen carefully. The soul of the church needs to be healed is what it boils down to. Now, what is the soul? The soul is the mind, the will, and the emotions. That is the mechanism by which you make choices. It has to do with your thinking, your feeling, and your acting. Now, listen carefully. A lot of times when the Bible refers to heart or spirit, it's referring to the soul. The soul is programmed. You pro, it's programmed. Okay? How many of you know you go to school, you go to uh, uh, edu- get education, to, and you know what you get educated in? With your mind. Okay? But you also have feelings. How many of you have your feelings ever messed you up? The rest of you didn't raise your hand. You just got messed up. <laughs> you ever had your feelings talk you out of something? And that, would, that was your serendipity moment, but it talked you out of it. Because your mind was unrenewed. Your mind was, was messed up. It was thinking the wrong way. Okay? And, and then as you progress, the, the, your will, you have a will, and you, you can will stuff. You follow me? This is what I will do. Okay? That means you made a decision. But it involved the other two parts of the soul. The mind... And the emotions. When Adam and Eve fell in the Garden of Eden, the soul of man is what got messed up because the spirit of man was cut off from God. God is a spirit, Jesus said, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit. And in truth. Now, when he's talking about spirit here, he's talking about the heart of man. Heart. The center of your being. Your spirit man. When you make when you make Jesus the Lord of your life, you get born again. How many of you know that you didn't go back to needing to be potty broke? What became born again was your spirit, brand new. In fact, I want to make sure you understand something. When you make Jesus the Lord of your life and you get born again, your spirit is as perfect as it's ever going to be. I didn't say that you were perfect. I said your spirit was. God designed man to be led by his spirit, not by his soul. And because Adam and Eve fell and mankind was separated spirit to spirit because God is a spirit and we've got to contact him or how would I say, Fellowship him, is a better word, in spirit and in truth. Follow? Now I'm going real slow right here to build a foundation. Because there's right believing and there's wrong believing. You follow? And many people that go to church many people that call themselves Christian don't know that they got a soul problem. And the soul needs to be healed and restored. But the soul, according to Romans chapter 12, how many of you, how many of you ever made a wrong decision, did something stupid after you knew better? Okay, then I'm in the right church. There's right believing, there's wrong believing. And and your heart, the center of your being, your spirit man, is your believing mechanism. Okay? It's your believing mechanism. And when I talk about the heart, we're not talking about the muscle that pumps blood. That's the physical heart. What we're talking about is this, the the real you is your spirit man that lives in your body, and God designed you to believe from your heart. You want you believing. The very definition of the word believe means to hold something to be true. You hold it to be true. Now, how many of you've ever taken somebody at their word? And they lied to you, but you believed them. Okay. That means you held what they said to be true. But it was deceptive because you held it to be true because you earnestly want to believe that to be so. You want to take them at their word, right? That when you, the very word believe means that you accept something as so. Are you following? And then when it turns out not to be true, you have all these emotions, distrust. And then you say, Well, I just don't know what to believe, I don't know what to accept now. Are you following? Everybody with me? It's going to get real interesting in a minute. Okay. That's why when we get older, we get a little bit more cautious about what we what we hear, what we accept. And you should. But there's no such thing as not believing. I want you to let that sink in a minute. There's no such thing as not believing. When the Bible refers to unbelief, the Bible is referring to you not believing God. And there is a difference between what people say, trends say, and what God says. There's a difference between how you feel and what God says. Now I'm going to take it a step further. Most of the time, there's a difference between what you think and what God said. Now, here's the point. I'm setting you up before I read Mark chapter 4. Here's the point. Only you can decide what you believe. I can't decide it for you. You can't decide it for me. In fact, there are some times that I have convinced myself of a lie. And if you're honest, you have too. Wow. Wow. Shout me down. I thought you'd be jumping up and down. Preach it, Brother Ronnie. I'll give you another hour. (laughs) That's unlikely. (laughs) Okay. Remember this. What you allow to grow inside, what grows in you is what glows through you. Are you following that? What you allow to grow in you is what's going to glow through you. So if I believe a lie, it grows in me because I believe with my heart. Then that lie is going to glow through me. I'm going to give you scripture for everything I'm saying right now. In fact, we're going to see where Jesus was doing the talking. So if I believe a lie, that is going to glow or manifest through me. Are you following? It's really, really important. In everything that I I do, everything that I do, it's going to glow through me. If I believe the truth, that truth is going to glow through me. In everything that I do. The problem is, many people do not discern what is truth and what is a lie. And there's only one way to discern it. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12, just write it down. Says that the word of God is the discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart of what you believe Just like you without the word of God cannot divide the soul from the spirit it takes the word of God to divide it it's going to take the word of God to help you to discern the very thoughts and the intents of your own heart Now if it has to do if it takes the word of God to discern your thoughts and intentions it's going to take the word of God to discern other people's thoughts and intentions. Can can I be straightforward with you? I was planning on it anyway, but I'd rather have your permission. We live in a generation that's perverted, corrupted. And God's people, this is why you and I must get in the Word of God, stay in the Word of God. You cannot be led of the Spirit if there is, you're not being fed the Word of God. It's impossible. Because your emotions will make you think that it's the Holy Ghost leading you when it could be just your emotions and a mixed up head. For example, I'm going to give you an example right now. And uh, many people don't don't like it, but I, I don't give a flip right now. Because our generation, uh, we're here to, to shed light to our generation that's in darkness. That for, for example, and I'm, this is going to be a political year, so you're going to get used to it. I'm going to say it. that the church should not be involved with politics. That's the biggest lie ever perpetrated by the devil. You better get involved with politics. If you don't, then we won't have the freedom to spread the truth of the gospel. It's happened in other nations from history, and it's happening right now in other nations around the world. The greatest persecution of the church is happening right now. Not during the dark ages, right now. But you don't hear about it because of the information sources that you've clued into. That's why you've got to know who's talking and discern what's being said. Now, did you find Mark chapter 4? I gave you plenty of time to go to the index to find it. Mark chapter number 4, Jesus tells of a parable, and he says in this chapter that this is the greatest parable of all parables, and it's the parable of the sower sowing the word of God. He said, if you do not understand this parable, you cannot understand the other parables. So he had told it to... he, He... Told this parable of the sower sowing the word to a multitude of people. Then he brought the disciples aside and explained to them the parable that he told to the multitude. At the conclusion of explaining that, in verse, chapter 4, verse, uh, where are we at? Chapter 4, verse 21. And he said unto them, in connection with the explaining of that parable, he said unto them, Is a candle brought to be put under a bushel? Or under a bed? And not to be set on a candlestick? For there is nothing hid which shall not be made manifest. Neither was there anything kept secret but that it shall come abroad. Now, what he's saying is, because the candle is put on the candlestick, and it's lit, now you have light. Everybody's saying light. The light here refers to revelation knowledge. Knowledge that has been, been kept secret from the foundation of the world, now is open to your understanding. With that revelation knowledge or light, you can discern everything that you're confronted with. Are you following? It has to do with revelation knowledge. And by the way, Jesus said in Matthew 16, this is how he'd build his church. Many of God's people do not discern the time. Do you know that Paul said to Timothy that we live in perilous times? This is perilous times. You say, well, I, I don't like you talking to me like that. Do you want to watch it pray, or do you just want to pray? You want to pray out of your own feelings, or you want to pray accurately because you can discern? That's the difference. I've had people, used to, there used to be a song, I just." Dist- I detested this song. And it was a Christian song. It's played on the radio all the time. Just say a prayer for me and I'll say a prayer for you. In other words, it doesn't make any difference what kind of prayer it is. Just say something. And the Bible is very specific. He said you should be praying the prayer of faith. And that's what saves the sick. I know that this is straightforward. Blame our leadership for why I have to be so rough now. I'm teasing. All right. <clears throat> he said to be specific. You can't pray general prayers. and exp- If you pray general prayers, then you get a general answer. Are you following? This is teaching right now. This is what he says here. For there's nothing because the light now shines. It shall not be made manifest. Neither is there anything kept secret. But that it shall come abroad. Verse 23. If a man have ears to hear. Let him hear. In other words. If he's got a desire to understand. Do you know that in the book of, uh, the book of Ephesians. This is one of the most amazing things. We, we've been told some. We got to be careful. We've been told some things that we, or we even presumed it. Do you know that the that Paul said we can learn Christ? But you and I have been programmed to believe the wrong thing. Paul said we can learn Christ if we've heard Jesus. And been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus. That's in the book of Ephesians. I don't hear any preachers bringing that kind of stuff out very much. Most of them will just, this is what they'll tell you we're all just sinners saved by grace. After all, we just sin daily, and they emphasize the word sinning daily. People that follow Jesus are not out trying to sin daily. And that all that God's interested in is what happens to you after you die, which is a lie. That's a lie. He's interested in you. In fact, He counts the very number of hairs on your head. Some of, sometimes He doesn't have to spend very much time on some people. But he counts the number of hair every day that's on your head. He knows the exact number. The exact number. Now you think about that for a moment. Every person in here, God, knows how many hairs on your head right this moment. And how many's going to be there tomorrow. Are you all with me? And you got to think about this for what I'm saying. So, God's interested in every aspect of your life. Yes, He's here, interested in the hereafter. That's true. But how many of you ever wondered, Dear God, you're interested in my hereafter, but you're, I'm in the nasty now and now. God's interested in you. He's interested in this nation. He's interested in the world. There's not one sparrow that falls to the ground that he doesn't know about. Not one. And he says, you're better than the birds of the air. I'm laying this out. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 24. And he said unto them, in connection with this, Take heed what you hear. He says, pay attention to what you're hearing. With what measure you meet, it shall be measured to you. We measure everything in our life by what we believe. Because believing means holding something to be true. Are you following? Do you know that many in our generation believe that what the news media says? And the mainstream news media has nothing more than a propaganda. And so we've, we've had generation after generation now, several generations, that have believed the news media because they said it. Now, who made them an expert? It's just right now, we have a, a thing before the Supreme Court that many people don't even know about. And I pray to God that they have enough sense to make the right ruling. And it has to do with bureaucracy. And here's what it means. It means what we have had is that when Congress makes a law, then you got bureaucrats because they're the experts and absolutely give you how that law applies. That means you could never, ever buck a bureaucrat because they're the experts. Even judges have to submit to the bureaucracy. And it's before the Supreme Court now of where that may be kicked out on its head. Because bureaucrats get to interpret the law versus judges. That's been going on my whole lifetime. God is turning some stuff around. Glory to God. How many of you... Ever heard of the EPA? The EPA controls your water. Some cities, you cannot catch rainwater. Cannot catch it. Because the EPA and the local government has said that the water doesn't belong to you. It belongs to the government. And we see how good they are. They messed up a whole city. Are you following what I'm saying now? You say, well, Pastor Ronnie White, I'm trying to tell you, right and wrong believing, it will make the difference in freedom and captivity. In any area of your life. And if you don't think this trickles down to your everyday life. Then you have got your head in the sand. We've got a. God is waking us up to help us understand. You're not a dummy. How many of you got enough sense to come in out of the rain? rest of you don't? Yeah, I got enough sense to come in out of the rain. But you're being told that you don't. You follow? Even that attitude has crept into the church. And that attitude is... Now, we really don't believe what we're saying but we're just making penance to God on Sunday morning just in case God is real after we die. And then we think when we get vetted at the pearly gate, we can say, Lord, I showed up at church, but you didn't have a relationship with the Savior. Listen to what John said. Jesus doing the speaking in the book of John. He said, I am, Jesus speaking, I am the way, the truth, and the life. I like to put it like this. Jesus is the way to the truth, which is the life. You want to have a good life? Live the truth. Believe the truth. You want to be in bondage? Believe a lie. Are are, are y'all here? Now I know I'm being straight and I know you're, you're, I want to provoke you to think. Outside the box of the propaganda of our generation. The word of God, Jesus said in John chapter 4, Jesus said it. He said if you'll continue in my word, you'll know the truth. And the truth will make you free. Now listen very carefully. This is where I really upset a lot of people right here. Jesus said that. Who said it? Jesus said it. Listen to what Jesus said. You continue my word, you'll know the truth. And the truth will make you free. Psalm says all of the paths, all of them, all of them. Of the Lord are two things. Mercy and truth. That word mercy really means loving kindness. You cannot be set free by love alone. And our churches, that's what we focus on strictly. It has to be a partnership Between mercy and truth. Mercy does you no good if you're going to go back and believe the lie again. Are you with me? Y'all still loving Jesus? Glory to God. Shout once in a while and act like you love Him at least. I told you the alarm clock's going off. This little alarm that you want to just keep smashing down. Keeps popping back up every Sunday. (laughs) All right. This is what it is. Take heed what you hear. For what you're listening to, what you hear on a regular basis, will be the basis by which you believe. You'll eventually accept it as truth. Why do you think the news media repeats the same thing from station to station to station? Repeat and repeat until you accept it as truth because so and so believes it. And all your buddies believe it now. And so everybody believes it. Straight and narrow is the way that leads to life. Broad is the way that leads to destruction. You don't believe something because somebody else believes it. You should believe it because it's the truth. Everybody say investigate. Here's another big lie. You're never supposed to question God. Really? Really. If I cannot question God, then how can I ever know the truth? In fact, if I can't question God, who's going to tell me the truth? In fact, who can answer my questions with the truth? God's not afraid of your questions. In fact, if you study the disciples, they ask Him questions all the time. But we're never supposed to question God. The problem is we're asking questions that ain't none of our business. Everybody say, ain't none of. You're asking questions about so-and-so over there when you should be asking questions about yourself. Shout me down. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. God told me a long time ago as a pastor, I'd say, Lord, why? We get up here and we teach faith for weeks after weeks after weeks and months after months and year after year. Why didn't so-and-so get their deliverance? And God says, you're asking a question that ain't none of Because I am not the one that discerns the thoughts and the intents of the heart. People can fake it and flake it. Are you following me? He said, you better take, my mom used to put it like this. You better tend to your own rat killing, Ronnie. How I many have you ever had some rats? I didn't say it was in your house. Rat killing. What she's saying is, Ronnie, you got some rats that you need to kill. If you're pointing everybody else's rats out over there, but you're not dealing with your own business. you all love Jesus now. Do we need to stand up and shout and give God a, 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 a wave? <laughs> Take heed what you hear. For that's how you're going to measure. Now watch this. And unto you that hear. In other words, you that are seeking to understand. The only, the only way you're ever going to understand anything is to come with a humble heart. A teachable spirit. You cannot learn something if you have a haughty spirit. Or a prideful one. What is he going to teach me today? No, you come to God in his word. And you come and you're ready to hear. Listen. I've listened to preachers that aggravated the tire out of me. I'm going to be honest with you right now. Kenneth Copeland, when he was on the radio, irritated me. I used to listen to him just to get mad at him. Okay? And a lot of people, A lot of people. well, I don't want to go on to all that. But I thank God that God brought me back over and over again daily to listen to him so that I could finally get some understanding over my preconceived ideas. And listen, I've been raised in church all my life. My dad pastored this church. But I had my own preconceived ideas, and God had to help me work through that. And he challenged me on what I was believing, wrong-believing, will cause me to make a wrong decision. Following the wrong people. Voting wrong in the voting booth. Wrong believing. Right believing will help me to discern. Are you following what we're saying? He said, to him that here shall more be given. Now this doesn't seem right to me. in in my own natural thinking, verse 25, and he that hath to him shall be given, and he that hath not shall uh, be taken away, taken even that which he hath. It'll be taken away. In other words, the revelation that I have, if I don't keep growing in that revelation knowledge to give me light and understanding, discernment, and I think that I have arrived and cannot be taught, remember, remember, Remember the title, Grow and Glow. If I, don't, if I think that I have arrived and now I know it without God, then what little revelation knowledge I have that has guided my life will be taken away from me. Because I'm starting to let pride, fallen human nature pride now, program what I believe. Go with me to Luke. Chapter number 8. Now remember what we read. Jesus said, take heed what you hear. Luke chapter 8, verse 16. No man... When he hath lighted a candle, covereth it with a vessel, or putteth it under a bed, but setteth it on a candlestick, that they which enter in may see the light. For nothing is secret that shall not be made manifest, neither is there anything hid that shall not be made known or come abroad. In other words, the light will help you to see it. Verse 18. Take heed, therefore, the word therefore is therefore a reason. You know what it means? It means because of what I previously said. Take heed, therefore, how you hear. Luke says to take heed how you hear. What we read over there in Mark said take heed what you hear. So this lets me know that how I hear something is reflected of my attitude on how I'm hearing it. you got to think about that for a moment. I've been in in classrooms where I, I, yeah, 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 just hurry up. Can't hardly wait for the bell. Some of y'all waiting for the bell. We don't have a bell here. I can't wait for the bell. Go to the next class, to the class I really like. Y'all never had that? Okay? Yeah, 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 yeah. Hurry up. And most of those classes, I, I escaped by the D in my teeth. <laughs> you know, the skin of my teeth. Y'all missed that. D on the report card? D? Okay. because I had already had a mindset on how I'm going to come in. You know why we have praise and worship before the teaching of the Word? Do you know why? It's to get you in the right mindset. You've had all that junk all week long, You come in here, and so we need to praise the Lord. We're we're giving our our spirits to God. We're saying, Holy Ghost, be our great teacher. Yeah, you're going to use crony little Ronnie over there, but Holy Ghost, speak through him. Let me hear something through him. I want to hear the truth. I've been bombarded with lies all week long. I want the truth to enter in and change me from the inside out. That's why we have praise and worship. So when the Word of God comes forth, and the Word of God comes forth in the songs already, it's preparing you, setting you up. We're about to enter into the holiest of holies where the Holy Spirit is actually going to talk to us. And let me tell you, anytime I've had a conversation with God very long, I found out that He corrects me. Now listen very carefully because many people don't like what what I'm fixing to say right here. If you don't embrace correction, you're trying to illegitimately get in to the kingdom of God. Illegitimately. Say you Deserve the inheritance of the kingdom. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. So every time you get corrected, and my mom used to tell me all the time, she said, "Ronnie, when I read the Bible, it corrects me. Why does it correct you? Because you live in a crooked and perverse world, and your soul is it has been programmed that way from your birth, and now your spirit." is how God wants to deal with you to reprogram the way you feel, the way you think, and the way you act. If you're going to follow Jesus very long, I promise you, He's going to change the way you think, He's going to change the way you feel, and He's going to change the way you act till even your relatives won't even recognize you. Okay? Glory to God. That's the true witness. You want to talk about witnessing? He told us to be witnesses. He didn't tell you just to witness. You better go back and read that again. The Holy Ghost is there to help you to be witnesses. That means your acting matches up with your talking. Are you following? All right. Y'all still love Jesus now. I think I'm going to get it into church where we do a Jesus wave. <laughs> Glory to God. All right. He said, Take heed how you hear. For whosoever hath to him shall be given, and whosoever hath not from him shall be taken away, even that which he seems to have. Can you give me that out of the message translation, please? And let's go over that real quickly, quickly. Because I've got, I've got to finish up here for today. Passion Translation. There we go. Verse 16. No one lights a lamp and then hides it, covering it over or putting it where its light won't be seen. No, the lamp is placed on a lampstand so others are able to benefit from its brightness because this revelation lamp Secrets that have been hid in God from the foundation of the world for those who follow Him. This revelation lamp now shines within. Nothing will be hid from you. It will all be revealed. Every secret of the kingdom will be unveiled and out in the open made known by the revelation light. So pay careful attention to your hearts as you hear my teaching. For to those who have opened their hearts, even more revelation will be given to them until it overflows in your thoughts, in your feelings, and in your acting. Are you following me? Okay. It'll overflow. Uh, uh, it overflows. And for those who do not listen with open hearts, what little light they imagine to have will be taken away. It all did. See, right here, what Jesus is telling us, you get to, des, you get to decide. You have to decide. When Pastor Zona is talking about, I'm all in earlier, I'm all in with this. All in with this. See, whatever you allow to grow on the inside of you is what's going to glow in your life. Okay? Whatever you allow to grow, you let bitterness grow, it's going to glow through your life. Are you following me? And let me, can, can we just be real honest? How many of you just love to embrace correction? Pour it on, God! No, the Bible says it's grievous for the moment, but it works the peaceable fruit of righteousness when it's through. Are you following now? You, you see what I'm saying? That's the reason why if you parents will understand something, you don't want to be caught up in the world telling you how to raise your kids. You better let God teach you. Because, see, if you love your kids, you better correct them. You will correct them. People that don't don't correct their kids love themselves more than they do their children. Because you want to be their buddy instead of their parent. I was going to save that till next month, but how many of you give me just a few more minutes? Because I'm laying the foundation for where we're going to go. Just give me a few more minutes. It'll be worth it. I promise. Listen to this. Just just listen to this. Proverbs, I'm not going to go there. Just write it down. We'll go visit that later in this series. Proverbs 20, verse 27 says, The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. Searching all the inward parts of the belly. That word belly means the inside of a man. So, The spirit of man is what? The candle of the Lord. Are you hearing? So when we're born again, God has access to the candle. Now how many of you know that this candle has the potential to give off light? Everybody say potential. Potential. All right, your spirit man has potential to give you some understanding. But just because it has potential doesn't mean it's lit. Pull up Psalms chapter 18, please, in the King James Version. 18 verse 28. For thou will light my candle. The Lord God will en- enlighten my darkness. Now we just read Proverbs. Where he said that the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. But God will light my candle. Everybody with that? Now. This candle has potential. Every human being has potential with their spirit. But God has to have access to it. If God doesn't have access to it, the candle doesn't give off any light by itself. Jesus, We just read where Jesus said, no man would light a candle and put a lid on it. Where nobody could see it. If you do. How many of you have ever put a lid on top of a candle that was lit? It did what? Went out. It's designed to have freedom where it glows everywhere. You follow me? Your spirit man was not meant to be in bondage. It was meant to absolutely uh, guide your life. It. Your spirit man, lit by God's word, is intended or was always intended to program your soul. Always. How many of you ever made this statement? Well, that's just the way that I am. You know, we blame our, our temper on the Irish. That's just the Irish in me. We blame our cussing on the French. Well, pardon my French. Well, I never heard a Frenchman say that. Huh? The problem is you've been programmed that way. It was interesting to me. (laughs) People that cuss like a sailor, and I don't know why we blame it on sailors. People in the Army and the Air Force did the same thing. Oh. Marines, bad, bad, bad. But we blame it on the on the sailor. But here here's the point. It's always amazing to me that they can't help it. That's just the way that I am. That's the way that I talk. When we come in a church service, they can carry on a conversation without any French words. Are you following me? It's programmed. You follow? I'm trying to help you to get the foundation. This candle has to be lit. And God will light it. Listen to Psalms 119 verse 105. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my pathway. We read in Psalms 18 verse 28 that God would light our candle. How does he do it? With his word. We'll say it another way. Through revelation, knowledge of his word. That's why we must individually and collectively invest. Everybody say invest. I don't like the word spend because I spend time watching a movie and then after it's over with, it doesn't mean anything. But we invest time in our relationship with God through Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ's Spirit, the Holy Spirit now, becomes the teacher of the Word of God to us as we spend time or invest time in the Word of God. Are you following me? And it lights our candle. Now, I asked Zona for this candle and I said... uh, do you have one? She said, yeah. You said you're going to light it? She said, I said, yeah. She said, make sure you trim the wick. And I said, why? She said, because it won't burn right if you don't trim the wick. Now listen very carefully. There's a reason why I'm doing it this way. This wick being too long won't let this candle do its maximum job. Do you know that your fallen human nature is the same way? The word of God is like a sharp two-edged sword cutting away, correcting, rebuking if necessary the works of the flesh that have been programmed in your soul that interferes with the Word of God bringing revelation knowledge to your spirit. She said, Make sure you trim it. So we take the Word of God and let the Holy Ghost trim it. I hope I didn't trim it too close. Okay. You remember the 10 virgins? They all trimmed their lamps. But only five brought the oil. Now, when we light it, the purpose of lighting it is to put it on a candlestick so where it can be seen. Listen carefully. One of the greatest lies of the devil is to make you think This is all about you. And it ain't about everybody else. Listen, I want everybody to look at me real close right now. I know you're writing notes, but I want you to look at me. Every single believer in this room are watching live stream. You are doing yourself and God a disfavor By not using your gifts and talents to be seen. I don't mean to be glorified. I mean they need to see the revelation knowledge in you. This generation is in darkness. Isaiah chapter 60 verse 2. Darkness shall cover the earth. And gross darkness to people. He goes on in that chapter, I mean, that verse we'll get into later, but he tells us in that verse that it's not to be so with us. Matthew chapter 15, I mean, chapter 5, verse 14 makes this statement Jesus said, Ye are the lights of the world. He said, As long as I'm here, I'm the light. But Jesus is not here in physical form except through you and me. The church, listen carefully, if you want to know what this local church is all about and what it's for, is to take every one of your gifts and talents and absolutely pull it out so that it can be magnified through the Holy Spirit so that they would see Jesus in you. Are you following me? Last place. You ready for the last place? I heard somebody's alarm go off. (laughs) Luke, this is the last place we'll go. Luke chapter 11. Glory to God. Verses 33 and 34. I mean, uh, 34 and 35. Now we'll take it from 33. So you'll know we're in the same place. Look at this. Jesus speaking, No man, when he hath lit a candle, putteth it under a, in a secret place, neither under a bushel, but on a candlestick, that they, may come, that they which come in may see the light. The light of the body is the eye. Therefore when thine eye is single, absolutely focused, thy whole body is full of light. But when thine eye is evil, thy body also is full of darkness. Take heed therefore that the light which is in thee be not Darkness. Verse 36. I didn't. Maybe you guys got it. But if you don't just listen. If thy whole body therefore be full of light. Having no part dark. The whole shall be full of light. As when the bright shining of a candle. Doth give thee light. Give it to me out of the Passion Translation, please, gentlemen. Passion Translation. And we're going to close with this. Glory to God. Give it. You got it? Do you have it, Zona? Oh, yeah, we got it. Okay, thank you. No one would think of lighting a lamp and then hiding it in the basement where no one would benefit. A lamp belongs on a lampstand, where all who enter may see its light. The eyes of your spirit allow revelation light to enter into your being. When your heart is open to the light uh, to the light floods in, when your heart is hard and closed, the light cannot penetrate. And darkness takes its place. Open your heart and consider my words. Watch out that you do not mistake your opinions for revelation light. If your spirit burns with light fully illuminated with no trace of darkness, you will be a shining lamp reflecting rays of truth by the way you live. Turn to your neighbor, look him straight in the eye, and said, I hope you got that. I gave you a chance to pass the buck, and here you are keeping it to yourself. Hallelujah. Glory to God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Father, I thank you right now. You are talking to us by your Spirit. In fact, you're talking to this generation of believers all over this land. Lord, you see the darkness. How it's getting darker. But Lord, you've graciously, graciously affected our lives With the truth of the gospel. How dare we. Forgive us if we have. That we keep this. Hid. Help us to get. To where we want this light to shine. Everywhere we go. In everything that we do. To be reflective. Reflective of this revelation that has set us free from the condemnation of this world system. Father, you want the church to lead this generation in a great awakening. Without the church leading the path, leading the way, the great awakening won't take place. I thank you that you're talking to us. You're helping us to reprioritize the way we live. We can't go back to the way that it was in pre 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 sickness. <laughs> way that we conducted church. Well, that's what got or gave the darkness, the upper hand. But you're talking to us that this is the time for the light of the glorious gospel to shine through us and penetrate the darkness that's covered the earth. So thousands, millions of people would be set freed from the condemnation of that darkness. Yes, Lord. Okay. Those that have heard the Holy Ghost speak through me today. And he was probably speaking to you at the same time. Give us the challenge to be all in. We're not going to just come to get what we need. We're coming to get all in. We're going to put it all out there. We're not going to reserve anything. We want to be all in on this. If that's you, I want you to just make your way down here right now. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. You that are viewing by live stream, you let us know that you're all in. If nothing else, just email us and say, I'm all in, Pastor Ronnie. I'm all in. I don't want to just come to see what I can get out of it. Huh? I, I want. I want you to live through me, Jesus. Yes. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. I don't want to just pray for my needs. I want you to pray through me, Holy Ghost. I want you to pray through me. I want your what you want me to pray. Give me the desires of my heart. Give me what to desire. Give me your way of thinking. Give me your way of feeling. Give me your way of acting and deciding. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, right now. Holy Spirit, I thank you right now that you just do your work on the inside of us. We're all in today. We're all in. We want today to be noted in heaven. And Holy Spirit, you bring this moment to our remembrance. Bring this moment to our remembrance Then we're all in. Your priorities are our priorities. Your thoughts are our thoughts. Your words are our words. Your actions are our actions. We're all in. Glory to God. Glory to God. Father, I thank you by the Holy Spirit that you activate us. In the name of Jesus. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. We're going to declare the enemy will not prevail on our watch. The spirit of darkness will not prevail. The light of the glorious gospel will shine through us and expel the darkness over our neighbors, over our families, over our cities and communities. In the name of Jesus. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. The United States belongs to you, Jesus. You're Lord over the United States. Glory to God. There is no sovereign king but you glory to God glory to God glory to God glory to God hallelujah Lord I will no longer go into the voting booth with my own opinions I will go under there into that voting booth with revelation knowledge discerning the thoughts and the intents of those that desire to be in office Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. 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 Hadabasa talabasa. And Father, I thank you for the children and the children's children that you have given us. And we will train them up in the way that you want them to go. Not in the way of the world, not in the way of the flesh or the devil. We never brought a child into this world for the devil's work. We brought these children in because they are a gift from above. Glory to God. We pray heaven down on them. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. And Father, we will not let the spirit of contention, of strife, disturb us to the point that we will not cooperate with the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. We cast our agendas aside. We want your agenda. We have been brought into this generation for such a time as this. We are all in. We're all in. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 Take a moment just to worship Him. Thank Him. Just worship Him a minute. Glory be to Jesus. Glory be to Jesus. Glory be to Jesus. Glory be to Jesus. Glory to God. Father as the pastor. This I'm an under shepherd. I'm an under pastor. Under the great shepherd. Shepherd lead us, great shepherd. Glory to God. Lead us. Hallelujah. Take all of our agendas. Glory to God. Assign us to our part. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. We're all in on this. We're all in on this. Glory to God. We want to lead this generation into the great awakening. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. 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 God. Father, I thank you for every person here. I thank you for every person here. I thank you for every person here. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. I thank you, Father, right now. I thank you, Lord. I thank you for your healing virtue. Glory to God. I thank you for your delivering hand. Oh, yes. God has already bestowed deliverance on you when you did not know it. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, praise the Lord. You are called. You are appointed. And you are anointed for this generation. For this time. For this season. Now is the time. We are the people. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. We will not push our responsibility over to the next generation. We're saying right now, we are the time. This is the time, and we are the people, and we are in the place. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We're all in. We're all in. We're all in. Glory to God. We're all in. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Thank you, Jesus. I'm, with me. I'm all in. I'm all in. in. I'm, all in. in. I'm all in. You lead me. You, you lead me. You guide me. You guide me. I'm all in. I'm all, all, in. all in. I'm all in.
1: I'm, I'm all, all in. in.
0: Because. because I'm all yours. I'm, I'm all, all yours. yours. Glory Thank to God. you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Glory wow. to God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You know what i got to say to you? Grow and glow. Just grow and glow. Glory to God. Some of you are about to enter into a joy that you didn't even know was reserved for you. A joy. You're going to find out, this is why I was born. (laughs) Glory to God. You're going to laugh at the devil. How many of you would like to laugh at him once in a while? You're going to laugh at him. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Father, I thank you. Glory to God. We get ready to leave. I thank you for your grace. It just surrounds us like a shield. Follows us wherever we go. I thank you, Lord, that you have already commissioned your angels and we set ourselves in agreement with that commission to stand watch over us, our families, our properties, and our goods. And then you give us the greatest privilege to invoke your name, a name that's above every name. And we do that right now. We declare, just say it with me, we declare declare. in the name of Jesus there'll be no tragedy named among any of us. And Father, as we leave from this place, we go into our everyday lives. Fill us so full of your love that as we touch those in our everyday lives, your love oozes out of us and just touches them with the truth of the gospel. Lord, we give you the praise and thanksgiving. Thank you, thank you, thank you that you've included us in what you are doing in the earth today thank you we give you the praise and thanksgiving for it in jesus name everybody said Amen. amen thank you for joining us today i'd like to say thank you for all those who give and support this ministry i pray that you've been blessed and challenged by the podcast today For more information on how to give, you can visit omegachurch.com forward slash give. Thank you for believing in our mission.